Chapter 15 of On the Duties of the Clergy, Book the Second. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. On the Duties of the Clergy by St. Ambrose, Book the Second, Chapter 15 Of Liberality to whom it must chiefly be shown, and how men of slender means may show it by giving their service and counsel. But if it is praiseworthy to have one's soul free from this failing, how much more glorious is it to gain the love of the people by liberality, which is neither too freely shown to those who are unsuitable, nor too sparingly bestowed upon the needy. There are many kinds of liberality. Not only can we distribute and give away food to those who need it from our own daily supply, so that they may sustain life, but we can also give advice and help to those who are ashamed to show their want openly, so as the common supplies of the needy are not exhausted. I am now speaking of one set over some office. If he is a priest or almoner, let him inform the bishop of them, and not withhold the name of any he knows to be in any need, or to have lost their wealth, and to be now reduced to want, especially if they have not fallen into this trouble owing to wastefulness in youth, but because of another's theft, or through loss of their inheritance from no fault of their own, so that they cannot now earn their daily bread. The highest kind of liberality is to redeem captives, to save them from the hands of their enemies, to snatch men from death, and most of all women from shame, to restore children to their parents, parents to their children, and to give back a citizen to his country. This was recognized when Thrace and Illyria were so terribly devastated. How many captives were then for sale all over the world? Could one but call them together, their number would have surpassed that of a whole province. Yet there were some who would have sent back into slavery those whom the church had redeemed. They themselves were harder than slavery itself to look askance at another's mercy. If they themselves, they said, had come to slavery, they would be slaves freely. If they had been sold, they would not refuse the service of slavery. They wished to undo the freedom of others, though they could not undo their own slavery, unless perchance it should please the buyer to receive his price again, whereby, however, Slavery would not be simply undone, but redeemed. It is then a special quality of liberality to redeem captives, especially from barbarian enemies who are moved by no spark of human feeling to show mercy, except so far as avarice has preserved it with a view to redemption. It is also a great thing to take upon oneself another's debt, if the debtor cannot pay, and is hard-pressed to do so, and where the money is due by right, and is only left unpaid through want. So, too, it is a sign of great liberality to bring up children and to take care of orphans. There are others who place in marriage maidens that have lost their parents so as to preserve their chastity, and who help them not only with good wishes, but also by a sum of money. There is also another kind of liberality which the Apostle teaches. If any that believeth hath widows, let him relieve them, that the church be not burdened by supplying them, that it may have enough for those that are widows indeed. Useful, then, is liberality of this sort, 
but it is not common to all, for there are many good men who have but slender means, and are content with little for their own use, and are not able to give help to lighten the poverty of others. However, another sort of kindness is ready to their hand, whereby they can help those poorer still. For there is a twofold liberality, one that gives actual assistance, that is, in money, the other, which is busy in offering active help, is often much grander and nobler. How much grander it was for Abraham to have recovered his captured son-in-law by his victorious arms, than if he had ransomed him! How much more usefully did holy Joseph help King Pharaoh by his counsel to provide for the future, than if he had offered him money! For money would not have brought back the fruitfulness of any one state, whilst he by his foresight kept the famine for five years from the whole of Egypt. Money is easily spent. Councils can never be exhausted. They only grow the stronger by constant use. Money grows less and quickly comes to an end, and has failed even kindness itself, so that the more there are to whom one wants to give, the fewer one can help, and often one has not got what one thinks ought to be given to others. But as regards the offer of advice and active help, the more there are to spend it on, the more there seems to be and the more it returns to its own source. The rich stream of prudence ever flows back upon itself, and the more it has reached out to, so much the more active becomes all that remains. End of chapter 15